The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Sukkah has been dedicated by Celia and Isaac Jamal. Hashem Alehem Yehu Amen for the Hatzlecha of their dear children. May they see much nachat from all of them. May they all grow up and get married in the right time and have children healthily, happily with berachah vatzlacha. And may they see uh, descendants and descendants of their descendants. Ad bi'ad go'el sedek. Amen. The Masechet has also been dedicated Le'ilu Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel Ruach Hashem Tanihena Began Eden Amen Again by Celia and Isaac Jamal To school the Mitzvot Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Isaac Shehbar In honor of his parents Jack and Marilyn Hashem Alehem Yichyu Amen Daf Mem Today's daf is being Dedicated in memory of Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihanu began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Le'inun Shmat Amiruhemet Shenftilt Bekitzur Yamin Veshanim Mazal Bat Frida. Ruach Hashem Tanihanu began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Refuashelema Hacham Obadiah Yosef ben Gurjia. En la refanalo betokshar hole amo Israel. Amen. We begin today's daf on daf mem, and we are seven lines down, right at the beginning, first word, starting with shivi'it. Just to review where we're holding in this sugya, we learned in our Mishnah that one should not purchase an etrog from an ama'aris during the Shemitah year, because the money that is going to be purchased is going to become kadosh, because it's considered the money of Shemitah as well. And the Kiddushah on the money can only be used, that money can only be used for certain uh, things. For example, to buy food specifically for the Shemitah year. Now being that an Amaris is really not careful when it comes to these laws, we're concerned that he might spend the money either on something he's not allowed, or he might store the money, might put it in the bank. And that's going to be Asur. So by buying an etrog from the Ama'aris, you're setting him up to commit a sin. And therefore you're going to transgress the Isur of the Fni'i Ver, Lotiten Mikshol. So the Gebara said, why are you only concerned about the etrog? How come you are concerned about the Lulav also? Seemingly uh, you shouldn't be able to buy uh, the uh, Lulav. So the Gebara says, no, we're talking about a Lulav that was uh, grew in the sixth year. And it was picked in the seventh year. So, when it comes to Lulavim, you go after when it grew. And since it grew in the sixth year, it's not subject to Shemitah. Therefore, you don't have a problem. So the Gemara says, so say the same case by the Yitrog. I'll say the case of the Yitrog was it grew in the sixth year. Which in all probability, it did grow in the sixth year. We're not talking about an Yitrog that grew between Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot, in two weeks. So therefore, it must have grown in the sixth year. And you plucked it in the... Seventh year. So the Gemara says now, when it comes to Etrogim, you judge the year based on when it was plucked. Sha'at lekitato. And therefore, since it was nilkat, since it was plucked in the seventh year, it's considered a shemi'it. It's considered shemitah. So the Gemara said, well, who's the opinion that says that Etrog goes after the lekita? So the Gemara quoted a... Uh, a statement over here, uh, and we saw, it's actually a Mishnah, Ben Rabbi Eliezer, Ben Rabban Gamliel, those Tanaim held, that really Etrog does not go after Lekita, it goes after Hanata. Hanita is when it emerges. That's really in the 60th of the Gemara. I asking you, which opinion is our Tana going like? So the Gemara said, it's actually going like the rabbis from Usha. Right, we recorded a statement. Uh, it was actually a brayta, and we saw the brayta actually was on the third line. We can read that again. The Tanya, Amar Abtul Moseid Mishum Amisha Zekenim Etrog Ahar Lekita LeMaaser. The first rabbi says that Etrog goes after the Lekita regarding Maaser, meaning every year 
of the Shemitah cycle, there's a different Ma'asir that one has to give. Meaning some years a person gives what's called Ma'asir Sheni. Other years he gives what's called Ma'asir Ani. So in order to know which year you're holding, so uh, the first rabbi says that you judge it from when you pluck the Etrog. For example, if you pluck the Etrog in the third year, even though it grew in the second year, you plucked it in the third year, it's subject to Ma'asir Ani. If you plucked it in the fourth year, even though it grew in the third year, it's subject to Ma'asir Sheni. That was the first opinion. But the rabbis in Usha uh, voted and said, Ben the Ma'asir, Ben the Shiv'it. They came along and said, well, Ben Ma'asir, Ben Shiv'it. Not only for Ma'asir, we go after the Lekita, but also for Shiv'it. We go after the Lekita. So the Gemara is Shiv'it man dechar Who's discussing Shiv'it? Which is in the Braita, there was only discussion of Ma'asir. Who threw in uh, Shiv'it? So the Gemara says, Hasurim me'asara v'achi ketanim. Braita is actually missing some words, and this is the, most, the way you're supposed to read it. Etrog, achar Lekita le Ma'asir, v'achar Hanata le Shiv'it. So he's in Tanakama, you have to add the law of Shiv'it. Tanakama said that the Law of Shiv'it goes after Hanata when it emerged. But the rabbis in Usha came along and said, Etrog, Matalikita, Ben the Maser, Ben the Shiv'it. Whether it's Maser, whether Shiv'it goes after the Likita. Now, uh, we should just read the top Rashi. Okay, which is really part of yesterday's daf, but very important Rashi. Uh, we saw the opinions that said that regarding Ma'asir, we saw opinions that say that Yitro goes after the Lekita, goes after when it is plucked. So that she says, She'im hanat b'shana if let's say it emerged in the second year, second year it's a sheni year, but it was plucked in the third year, right, third year is ma'asir ani, it goes following the ma'asir of the third year, however, that's why the etrog tree, however, other trees, shehantu perotem bishliya, that they emerge the fruits in the second year. They were plucked in the third. They goes after the second year. So etrogim are different than normal trees. But a normal tree for ma'asir goes after the hanita, and etrog goes after the lekita. Now regarding ma'asir, hishvu etrog liyarak. Etrog is similar to vegetables. The ma'asir perota ilan v'yirakot drabanan. So she gives us rules here. Regarding giving ma'asir from fruit uh, and vegetables, it's only with rabbanan. Minat Torah, you only have to give ma'asir on wheat. Ma'asir gorin ve'yekev, wheat and grapes, deoraita. Okay? Ubegorin ve'yekev, and regarding the granary and the vineyards, yalfina the law is when the fruit emerged a third of its growth, that's the year of its ma'asir. For example, the year that the wheat grew a third of its maturity, or the grapes, that's already considered the year. Now the ma'asir of the rabbanan, meaning the ma'asir of vegetables, the rabbis gave rules, and they said like this, just like wheat and the grapes, they grow on the majority of water, meaning they suffice to grow on rainwater, and the Ma'asir on the year before, not the year that it was plucked, the year that it emerged, so to anything that grows specifically by rainwater, for example, uh, fruit trees, fruit, it'll also uh, take ma'asir based on the year that it emerged. To the exclusion of vegetables, it doesn't grow specifically by rainwater. Vegetables need a lot of water. They don't only suffice on rainwater, but they need also irrigation. They, the ma'asir is 
Not when it emerges, but actually when it was plucked. And etrog is similar to a vegetable in the sense that it grows also on all waters. I Meaning it not only relies on rainwater, but also relies on the water of irrigation. So that's just the logic why the etrog is similar to a vegetable in the sense that for ma'asir, it goes after the, the kitab. And now, the Gemara continues. Comes the Gemara and says... The only reason why you told me that the lulav is not subject to the law of Shemitah is because it emerged in the sixth year, right? It was plucked in the seventh. So you told me by the lulav, you go after when it emerged, right? It's like a uh, tree. And therefore, since it emerged in the sixth year, you have no problem of Shemitah. So the Gibbara makes an implication. Kadosh. But if it emerged in the seventh year, and you plucked it, let's say, either in the seventh year or the eighth year, so then it would be Kadosh. So the Gemara says, why am I? Well, lulav is not a fruit. All lulav is, is a piece of wood. It's a tree. And we have a rule that trees, wood, is not subject to the laws of Shvi'it. Detanya. So we have a statement. Alekanin, that would be the uh, the leaves of the uh, reed. Kanin. Gefanim, that would be the grape leaves. Shegebaban lechoba. You collected them lechova. So that she says, what does the word lechova mean? She says lashon mahbe, in order to store them, meaning to hide them. You collected these in the field. You want to you want to store them. From the field. Now, if the purpose uh, that you pluck them from the field is in order to use them for eating, not for human consumption, but for the animals, so then already they have the status of Shivirit, and then we have to treat them with all the laws of Shemitah. However, if your intention when you were picking these items was for Etzim, then it used them as wood for fuel. So you see what? You see over here that wood, items that are for etzim, are not subject to Shemitah. So look at Rashi. Rashi says, Let's just read Rashi. Ta'ama delula barshishit. Kushahi. Kilomar. Le'el amar da'inu ta'ama delulav. Nikah. The reason why you told me you could take delulav from the amar is mishum de barshishitu because it grew in the sixth year. Hashivyaitu implied that if it grew in the seventh year, asur. The nafkamina. What's the nafkamina? Hashilulavish. Shivyaitu. Shivyaitu. Meaning, you're going to tell me that a seventh year delulav has to be treated with kilushav shivyait. Shloli kapet mehem halufetim. And you're not going to be able to, let's say you sold that lulav. The money is going to have to be treated with Kiddushah. And if you're not going to be able to buy, uh, you know, a talit with it or other items, you're going to have to only buy your food with it. Because the, the money of Shivirit also has Kiddushah. So comes the Gemara says, Now, Shani Adam. The case over there is different. Of the case where you were collecting these Ale Kanim and Ale Gefanim. Why? Gemara. Regarding the laws of Shemitah, the Pasuk says, Lachem leochla. The full Pasuk says, That the year of the Shemitah will be Lachem for you, leochla. Now, seemingly those words are contradictory. Lachem is mashma, you can do whatever you want with the fruit. Leochla is mashma, you can only eat. Well, make up your mind. Can you do anything you want? Lachem, is it yours? Or is it Davka Leuchla? So the Gemara wants to make a comparison between the words Lachem and Leuchla. Lachem dumyad Lachila. Which means, what you're allowed to do with it is things that are similar to Achila. To eating. But what's, what's the properties of eating? Misha na'ato bi'uro shaveh. One thing about eating is, the way you get rid of something by eating, the pleasure that you have... Uh, is happens simultaneously at the time that you're getting rid of it. So when you eat something, you're getting pleasure, but by, at the time that you're having your pleasure, you're also getting rid of the uh, fruit. What are you doing? You're swallowing it, you're eating it. So therefore, only things that the Hana'ah comes simultaneously with its bi'ur, with its uh, uh, destruction, so that's type of items that are mutar to do with the fruit.
So that's why eating is permissible, because the hana'ah that you're having, the pleasure and the, uh, the bi'ud, the getting rid of it, happens at the same time. Yatsu etzim, to the exclusion of wood. Why? Shana'atan achar bi'uran. When you use fuel, right? The fuel, first you have to burn it. Right now, the time of burning it, you're destroying it. But that's not when you're getting the benefit. The benefit is not until after it's burnt, when it turns into a coal, then already you're benefiting from the fuel. So therefore, it's not like eating. Eating at the time of the pleasure, that's when you're getting rid of it. That's okay, it's mutar. But she'enken, it seem at the time that you're benefiting it, already you, you got rid of it first. So you got to burn it first, then the pleasure comes after. So therefore, using stuff for wood is not subject to the law of... Shemitah. So now let's go back and discuss what the guy did over there in the fields. The guy went collecting Ale uh, Kanim and Ale Gefanim. Now these items are not really specifically designated for anything. It's 50-50. Some people use them for Akhila, and some people use them for Etzim. So therefore the Gemara says it depends on what the guy's Kavana is. If the guy's Kavana is for eating purposes... So then already, uh, as a dean of eating, therefore that's Kedush Shivrit. If the guy is coming out when he's collecting from the field, it's for Etzim. Etzim is no, no subject of Shemitah. Good. Now we got to go discuss for a second the Lulav. A Lulav, Rashi tells us, besides the mitzvah that you do with it, what does the Lulav stand for? A Lulav in the old days used to stand as a broom. Okay, you used to sweep the floors with the Lulav. It's perfect as a broom. Now, when you sweep the floors, you're getting the Hana'ah. Right, it's down now, you're sweeping down the floor. And at the time of the sweeping, you're destroying the lulav. Because when you sweep the lulav, the lulav uh, breaks. So therefore, it's a case of hana'ah and bi'ud happening simultaneously. So therefore, since the lulav is similar to achila, so therefore, the hana'ah and the uh, bi'ud is happening simultaneously. So therefore... Uh, Seemingly, uh, it would be uh, okay. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, "Shehana'ato ubi'uro shave." Let's read that. Kelama, "Shehana'ato ubi'uro shemitba'ir min ha'olam." Now, when it gets destroyed from the word, "Ba'inke atigon sicha." In that case, for example, uh, when you're anointing yourself with the uh, fruit, how you're drinking it, or you're benefiting from the light. From here we learn also, Now, Next To the exclusion of fuel, that the pleasure is not until after the bi'ur. Only after it becomes a coal of fimbaim. Abalulav ikaranato lechabedetabayit. The debating of a lulav is the sweeping the house. Vehu shat biuro vekilkulo. At the time of the destruction, that's when you're having the anaa vedamela anaat achila. And therefore, it's similar to the law of achila. Therefore, you're right. A, a lulav of the uh, that emerged in the seventh year. Uh, really would be mutar because it's a type of item that's designated like akila that's hanato Now regarding those it's 50-50. People use use both. Use it for eating or fuel. Therefore goes after the Mahshaba goes after what the guys Kavana is good. So basically, the Gemara's rule is wood is not uh, uh, subject to the laws of uh, 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 to, to, to the law of uh, Shemitah, right? So again, the Gemara's question over here was what? Gemara's question was that we have a rule that it seemed they do not have kedushat uh, shviit. And what was the Gibraltar's proof? The Gibraltar said the guy that's collecting these Ale Kanim and Ale Gefarim, if he's collecting them for the purpose of uh, wood, right? Right? So therefore, uh, the Gibraltar says, no, that's because over there, wood is used for fuel. And since the fuel, the Hana'a and the Bi'ur is not happening 
simultaneously. Don't have Kiddush Shavit. However, things that happen simultaneously do have Kiddush Shavit. Do have Kiddush Shavit. For example, eating. The f- a regular fruit, the way you uh, benefit from it is eating it. And since the eating is happening simultaneously of the Bi'ud, therefore you have to treat it with Kiddushat Shavit. Therefore I repeat, a lulav would have Kiddushat Shavit. Right. Because it's Hana'ah is sweeping, and at the time it is sweeping, you're also ruining the lulav, you're getting rid of it. So therefore a lulav of the Shavit is not considered wood. Wood is different, because wood is used for fuel. Which is standing for sweeping, and since the Hana'ah of sweeping and the destruction of the Lulav simultaneously, it would have a law of Shemitah. And therefore, and you're right, you have to be careful. In a, in a, in a seventh year Lulav, you'd have to be concerned about the laws of Shemitah. Right. So the Gemara says, hold it. You're telling me a rule. All wood is not subject to the laws of Shemitah. Why is that so? It seemed the Mashhan. You have. It seemed the mashhan that she says, it's shemen, like a balsam tree that has oil. Now, what do you do with that tree? That she says, they would light this wood, like a torch. They would use it as an illumination. Which means, when you light and burn the uh, wood of mashhan, the pleasure and the destruction is happening simultaneously. Because when do you get the pleasure? You don't have to wait till it turns into a coal. The pleasure is happening immediately when you get the illumination. So therefore, how could you tell me above? You gave me a rule. You told me, uh, if you have wood, wood is not subject to the law of Shemitah. What are you talking about? It's not so. I'll show you a type of wood that is subject. This is a case where the Hana'ah, the pleasure of illumination and the destruction of it, Happens simultaneously. Amaravas, what Rava says, Seta me'etzim, ulasaka hen omdim. We're talking about stam me'etzim. Generally speaking, the normal usage of wood is for fuel. So when we made the statement above and said, you know, etzim are not subject to shemitah, it seemed that the normal function of them is for fuel. But you're right, if you have a type of wood, that using it for illumination, they're right, it will be subject to the laws of Shemitah. When we said the law of Yitzim, we were speaking about what the normal usage of Yitzim is. Okay, Rashi. Umeshani, setam Yitzim, shelesek lasakan nitanu. The normal wood that you're burning is the fuel. Nitnu the b'niyot, v'staban lav la'ir kaimu. Staban is not for illumination. Hilkach, lo nachtabu kidushat shiv'it meikara. Even if you gathered them with the intention to illuminate, since that's not the main function, the purpose of these type of normal woods, it's not going to have the law of Shemitah. Right? To, to, to actually uh, do it. Which is the Kavanah is not going to be, uh, is, is not going to be enough. In any event, the Gemara comes along and says now, Gemara says, Okay. Now this law that we just said above, that Aitsim that are designated uh, for Hasaka for fuel are not subject to the laws of Shemitah because the pleasure and the destruction of it are not happening simultaneously, you should know that that's actually subject to a mahloket tanaim. Which means it's not uh, it's not universally accepted. It's a mahlukat tanaim on this. Okay? Now, how do we know that? Okay? Netanya, we have a blighter. In Muslim Pirot Shivirit, you're not allowed to use the fruit of Shivirit. Lol Mishra. Mishra literally means uh, soaking. What does soaking mean? So uh, what they would do is, uh, sometimes they would take, let's say, flax. And flax you soak. So that she says, let's say you have wine of Shemitah. You cannot soak flax in the wine of Shemitah. Okay? Soaking. Velo lechibusa. Right? For laundering. Now you want to wash clothes in the... Uh, she actually says... You want to use wine in order to launder the clothes. 
Okay? So that she says, on the bottom two lines, the common denominator between soaking in the wine of Shemitah or laundering is the pleasure comes after you destroy it. Why? Because what's the pleasure in laundering? When you wear it. Now the wearing happens after. And the pleasure also in the flax. It only happens after you soak it. Right? Once you're soaking it, already you're destroying the wine. However, but that is not until you wear it. Now what does Tarakama say? So what do you see over here? That this opinion holds that uh, even though the Hana'a is not coming till later, it's still going to be forbidden. Because we said it seems is okay. Why? Because the Hana'a comes, the Hana'a is happening later. It seems. And that happens after you destroy it. Here also that happens after. And still the rabbis are saying over here, it's a sur. So we found an opinion, Tanakama holds, that even if that happens after, still it's going to be a sur. Rabbi Yosef says, no, Musri. Rabbi says, no, you can use it for those items. So now, so we see that actually have a mahloket, Tanakama and Rabbi Yosef, in a case where the Hana'az happening after the Bi'ur, is it going to be as soon or not? So Tanakhama is saying, yeah, even though it's going to happen after it's happening simultaneously, it's still subject to the laws of Shemitah. And Rabbi Yosef says, no. Now my Tamad the Tanakhama, what's the reason of Tanakhama? The Amar Kera, Le'ochla. The Pasuk says that uh, you, you're allowed to do with the Shemitah fruits is what? Le'ochla. You're allowed to eat them. Ve'lo le'mishra, ve'lo le'chibusa. But it's coming to exclude why you're allowed to eat them, but you cannot soak in them. No, could you launder in them? My Tamad Rabbi Amar Kera Lachem. He says, No, I go with the word Lachem. And what does Lachem teach me? Lachem lechos urchechem. Use it for whatever you want. Vaafidu lemishrav elchivusa. And even if you want to launder in it and soak in it. The Tarakama vaketiv Lachem. What does Tarakama do with the word Lachem? Ha'u Lachem dubiad lachila. He learns the word Lachem sematachila mishanato ubiuro. Shave, which means it's only type of pleasures what that the ana'a and the bi'ud happens sometimes like eating. Yatsu mishra vichibusa, right? The exclusion of mishra and chibusa, soaking and laundering. Shana'atan achar bi'uran, right? That the ana'a happens after the bi'ud, so that's going to be according to Tarakama says asur. Then the biyose haketiv leochla, or what does the biyose do with the word leochla? You're only allowed to eat the fruits of Shemitah, but you're not allowed to use it for Milugma. Milugma is uh, medicine, medicinal purposes. I have a bright that says you can eat the fruit of Shemitah, but you cannot use them for Milugma is medicinal purposes, medicine. You're telling me that for eating purposes enough for medicinal purposes. Maybe it's coming to tell me you can use it for uh, laundering. When it says it's coming to include Kibusa, even the laundering. So, bottom line of view is like this. Le'okhla comes to exclude eating, yes, medicinal, no. When it says lachem, it's coming to include even laundering and, uh, and, and, and soaking. So, therefore, one, one word, le'okhla, excludes medicine, and one word, lachem, includes Melugma, I mean, includes kibusa and uh, shiriya. So the Gemara says, "Mara ita lerabot the kibusa ulatzita melugma." Who told you to include laundering and exclude medicine? Now, maybe I can tell you the opposite. Marbe ani ita kibusa. So the Gemara says, "You know, I'll tell you why. I'm including kibusa she shave bechol adam." Means everybody. It's normal uh, practice to launder clothes and soak pishtan. People need that. And therefore, it's like eating. Just like eating is a normal function. So therefore, uh, and it's mutar, but in the period of shivi, so through soaking and doing these things, 
of, uh, of uh, uh, soaking and laundering, just considered normal function, it's mutar. But I'm going to exclude milugma, but that's not shave lechol adam. Because it's not a normal, not everybody has, uh, takes medicine. So therefore, that was the logic of Rabbi Yoseh, why he says medicine asur in the period of Shabi'it, but the other items are normal functions, mutab. Now, let's just review what we just learned now in this braita, because now we have to apply this braita back to the subject that we said above. According to Rabbi Yoseh, when the Pasuk says, Vayeta Shabbat lachem leochla. Right? For eating purposes. So really what the Pasuk is teaching, according to the Biyoseh, you're allowed to use the Pirot HaShavit for normal items. I mean, eating is considered normal. That would be like uh, the way the Gemara will refer to it is, Adavara Shaveh Lechon Nefesh. Items that are normally done by majority of people. Uh, laundering is considered permissible. Soaking uh, in the wine of Shemitah would be, com- uh, be con- uh, considered uh, permissible. Right? Now, even though... Even though if the Hana'ah and the Bi'ud are not simultaneous. When you soak, it's not happening simultaneously. And still, Rabbi Yosef says, it's okay. So you see, obviously, that according to Rabbi Yosef, he doesn't go with this business of uh, Hana'ah and, uh, uh, and, 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 uh, and Bi'ud happening simultaneously. Right? Because he holds you allowed to, to soak, you're allowed to... To, to do these items also, even though that's not Hana and uh, Bi'ur. Okay? Now, his main item is, it has to be a Hana'a that's normally done by the majority of people, like eating, etc. And therefore, uh, according to uh, the Bi'oseh, uh, we can say, and this is really, this is the proof, according to the Bi'oseh, wood, you're right, wood is not uh, Hana'a, and biur simultaneously. The wood, the hana doesn't come till after. But that's not the says rule. The says rule, if it's a normal hana'a that people have, it's going to be subject to the laws of Shemitah. And therefore, bottom line, wood, even though the hana'a is not shaveh at the time of the biur, according to the Biyoseh, wood is going to be subject to the law of Shemitah. It's going to have Kiddushat Shavi'it. Which means, just like he said, uh, the, the, the f- uh, food are subject to the laws of uh, Shemitah, right? Uh, and he, he tells me that what? That you're allowed to, to, to soak, let's say, and uh, uh, launder, or should I say, launder and, and soak. So what do you see according to him? That the laws of Shemitah apply to eating and to other normal, natural items. Even if the is not coming simultaneously with the Bi'ur. And therefore, wood lakawra also should be subject to the laws of Shemitah. Even though the Hana'ah is not coming at the time of the uh, Bi'ur, still it's going to be subject to Shemitah. Okay? So it comes out according to Tanakama. No, Tanakama's rule is no. Ta'af got things that are like Akhila. Just like Akhila is Hana'ah and Bi'ur Shaveh simultaneous. So therefore, only those type of items are subject to Shemitah. That's why. The laws of soaking doesn't apply, and the laws of uh, laundering doesn't apply. Which means the Torah only allows you to do uh, achila, because hana'a and bi'ur shaveh. But the uh, and therefore, according to them, since etzim, etzim are not subject to the shemitah either, because bound the hana'a is not shaveh to the uh, at the time of the bi'ur. So it comes that we have a mahloket is the review. We have a mahloket tanaim on this subject is wood. Subject to the rules of Shemitah or not. Okay, look at actually Tanakama and Rabbi Yosef. Okay? Okay, and what's the, what's the basis of this mahloket? The basis of this mahloket is uh, when we talk about, let's say, the wine of Shavi'it, according to Tanakama, you're not allowed to emosim perot Shavi'it, lo li Right, you don't put these items, you can only use it for achilah, but you don't use it for these other items. And the BOC said, what? Really, Muslim, you're allowed to use it for. Uh, uh, kivusa 
and uh, and the uh, and the uh, and the Sharia, which means according to the Biyose, the rule of like we repeat it again, the rule of Shemitah is all items that are Sheve lechol nefesh. Right, if it's an item that normal people, that's the normal way of benefiting, it's gonna have kedushat shivyoi to it. Therefore, like achila, and uh, you can have kibusa uh, uh, and uh, and shiriya. These are considered hanaot shavel lechol nefesh. Therefore, the, the laws of kedushat shivyoi apply to it. And therefore, wood also. Wood is considered hanaot shavel lechol nefesh. However. Uh, Tanakama will say, no, Tanakama is only items that are Hana'atu bi'uro shaveh, like Achila. Right? The Torah says you can only eat. That's going to be, because Hana'a and the bi'uro shaveh. But Shaykh, it seems that Hana'a and the bi'uro not shaveh are not going to be subject. Very good. That is indeed the Mahlokit, Tanakama and the bi'uro Comes the Gemara for the man, who's the following author? Of the following blaita, oh. it says leochla, right? That the laws of the uh, kedushah of shviit. So it says leochla. You're only allowed to eat velo lemelugma, but you're not going to be allowed to use it for medicine. Leochla. Again, you're allowed to eat it velo leziluf. Leziluf is they would take the wine and would sprinkle it around the house. In order to give it like a uh, smell, in order to give the house a good smell, so you sprinkle the wine around the house. Leochla velo laasot memena afiktuzin. You're not allowed to use uh, the fruit of shemitah as, let's say, a uh, right to cause a person to throw up. They would take it like a medicine in order to cause a person to throw up. Afik afiktuzin is actually a rashetevot. Uh, it would stand for afiktafezin, which means you're removing the excess food. So in any event, you cannot use it for those items also. Come on. Well, who's this going like? Can it be Yosef? Very good. Because the Biyose is the opinion that says what? That the laws of Shivi'it, well, you're allowed to eat them, because eating is Shaveh nefesh, but you're not allowed to do things that are not Shaveh nefesh. So therefore, Milugma is not Shaveh nefesh, Siluf is not Shaveh nefesh, and Fiktuzin is not. So therefore, this Braita must be going like Nabi Yosef, the because if it was going like the opinion of the rabbis, Ha'ika Nameh Mishra Uchbusa. Because according to the rabbis, even soaking is going to be uh, Asur. Because the rabbis hold, that what? Uh, once it says, uh, the Pasuk over here, Leochla, uh, they came along and said, only things that are Hana'an uh, Bi'ur, that are happening simultaneously. But Sheenken, if the Hana'an Bi'ur are happening simultaneously, you can't use that for the, you can't use it, uh, you, you can't do it. And therefore, the Mishra and Tibusa also uh, are going to be asus. So the fact that the Braita did not discuss the Isur of Mishra and Kivusa must be Zdafka going like Rabbi Yoseh and not Tanakama. So again, when Tanakama learned the words Leochla, you could only do things that are similar to Achila. What is item similar to Achila? Only items at the Hana'ah. Right and the biur happen simultaneously, but if not, so it's going to be uh, asur. That's why they were said mishra and uh, kevusa. Okay. Okay. We go further. Amar Rabbi El Azar. New point. Rabbi Azar taught in shviit mitchalelet. The fruit of Shavi'it. Do not make money kadosh, which means when you buy, I'll give you an example, when you buy perot of Shavi'it, the kiddushah of the Shavi'it goes to the money. Now the money that used to purchase perot Shavi'it becomes kadosh. Now, it should be noted that when it comes to Shemitah, not only does the money become Kadosh, but the actual fruit of Shemitah remains Kadosh. See, when we're using the word Hilul over here, it's different than the normal Hilul. Normally we say Hilul is you have Kedushah, let's say Masir Sheni. 
Right? So you transfer the Kiddushab, the Maasishri, to a coin. Here when we discuss Hilul, it just transfers and stays. Which means the Kiddushab, the Shiv'id, always remains. You can never get the Kiddushab, Shiv'id off an item. You can only add an additional item to Kiddushab, Shiv'id. So the Lashon Hilul over here is, should not be confused with the normal uh, Hilul that we're used to hearing. Now, this is a type of Hilul where it's transferring, but it remains on the item. So now we discuss. Which means the Shemitah Kiddushah only transfers through purchase. That's according to the first opinion, which means you go buy uh, uh, an etrog, for example, we talked about, so the Kiddushah now goes on the money because it was a purchase. Which means you don't have to even purchase, even if you actually transfer it alone, which means if you said, I want the Kiddushah of this Shemitah to go on this money. You were doing it yourself. You didn't purchase. Still the Kiddushah will transfer. So we have a fantastic look at the Naim. How the Kiddushah of Shemitah is transferred. What's the reason of the Bidiyah? Why it's only through purchasing Dikhtiv. It says, The Torah talks about the law of Yovel. Now, Yovel is the 50th year, the Jubilee year. That should be noted that the Jubilee year, the 50th year, has the law of Shemitah. So Shemitah and Yovel are actually... Equal. And right after the law of Shemitah, what is uh, Yovel, what does it say? It talks about a person purchasing something. So the Bidiyah says there must be a connection between the law of Yovel and the laws of purchasing. What's the connection? It teaches you that how does the money of uh, become Kadosh? Tafka, when you purchased Shemitah goods, that's how the money will become Kadosh, but not through regular transferring. So again, the Bidhaizah learns it from the fact that Torah juxtaposes the laws of Mecca or Memkar to the law of Yovel. To teach me what? That the fruit of Yovel, which is the fruit of Shemitah, how will that Kiddushah transfer through Mecca or Memkar? Through a purchase. When you buy the fruit of Yovel or Shemitah, those monies will become Kadosh. For the Yohanan, my Yovel hi Kodesh. The Torah calls the fruit of Yovel Kodesh, holy. Ah, so what does that mean? Ma Kodesh ben derech mikach ben derech helul. Avshivayid ben derech mikach ben derech helul. Just like uh, Kodesh, for example, you have a korban. A guy donates a korban to the Beit Hamikdash. Now, there's two ways for him to transfer the kedusha of that korban. Either he sells the korban to someone, and the kedusha goes to the money, or he can actually do it. Uh, himself transfer the kiddushah to the to the money. So therefore, since your veil is called kodesh, it's treated like kodesh a korban. So that's the machlokus in the bidi ezed and the yohanan. Oh, so the gemara says the yohanan. Hi, vechitim kerumim karma avidle. What does the yohanan do with the juxtaposition of the pasuk vechitim keru mimkar? Right, he has the words vechitim keru mimkar. What does he do? Which is according to the bidi ezed, he learned dafka through mechira. However, according to Yohanan, what does he do with the words Mechira? He goes, Ben be Mechira, Ben be Chilul. So comes the Yohanan and says, Mevayelel, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Halina. He uses it for the following, Dina Shabbat, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Halina. Bore, come and see. Kama kashe abakash el shivirit. Come and look how serious and severe the laws of Shemitah are. But not only the laws of Shemitah, avakash el shivirit. That means even the, the small transgressions of Shemitah. Why? Adam no shemitah. A guy, let's say, does business with the fruits of Shemitah. Lasof, what's going to happen to him? Mocheret metaltela betkelav. He's going to be forced to sell all his, his material possessions. Why? Because he's going to become poverty stricken because of it. Shne'emar, Pishnat ayovel azot ashuvu ishil ahozato. It talks about the laws of Yovel. Usmikle, then it says what? Vechitim kiru memkal amitecha. It talks about selling goods. So it's teaching you that what? Someone that doesn't keep the laws of Yovel is the end of having to come sell his goods. And not only doesn't keep the laws of Shemitah, but even if he doesn't keep the small halakot, paranad, it's going to be causing to. Sell his goods. Which is what does he do with the word Kodesh? Rabbi Yohanan learned from the word Kodesh, it's like a Qurban. Just like Qurban, you can transfer the Kiddushah either through a sale or through uh, transferring Stam. So, uh, so to uh, the fruits of Shemitah. How does Rabbi El Azal learn the word Kodesh? So he says, He uses it for the following Kodesh. Ma Kodesh Tofes et Damav. Av shivayit tofeset et dameha. 
which means Rabbi El Azar, he learns from the word Kodesh that the laws of fruit of Shemitah actually are subject to the law of transferring, which means how do you know at all that the fruit of Shemitah you could transfer the Kiddushat to money? We're always taking it for granted. We just want to know, is it transferred through transaction or just stam? How do you know at all? That the product of Shemitah are subject to any sort of transfer. So Rabbi Al-Azad says, I learned it from the word Kodesh. Which is, just to teach me the concept in general, that the fruit of Shemitah, you could transfer the Kiddushah to money, that I learned from the word Kodesh. And then I learned from the other Pasuk, from the Pasuk of... Um, how it happens, it's done through sale So the Kodesh is step one Kodesh tells me that the, that the law in itself applies Okay, good So comes out again with a fantastic mahluk Between the B Eliezer or Elazar And the B Yohanan Regarding how the Kiddushah of the Shemi'it fruit Go to the money Comes again and says Tanya Kibateh, Rabbi Elazar Tanya Kibateh, Rabbi Elazar We have a brighter to support the opinion of Rabbi Azad, as well as the bright that to support the opinion of Rabbi Yohanan. Rabbi Azad. We have a bright to support Rabbi Azad. Because it says, The fruit of Shivi'it, they're going to attach themselves to the money. Shine'imar, ki yoveli kodesh tiye lachem. It's like kodesh. Ma kodesh tofes dama. It's like a korban. The Kiddushah, the command goes to the money, the Asur, and therefore you cannot benefit from that money anymore. Very good. So the Gemara says, So hold it. When it comes to the Qurban, when the Kiddushah, the command goes to the uh, money, what happens? Uh, the item of Kodesh goes to Qurban. It becomes... Mundane, which means by other items of transferring, you're actually transferring the Kedushah from A to the money, to the B. However, what I think that that's the way it works by Shivirit, that when you transfer the Kedushah, the Shivirit to the money, the Shivirit goes to Holin, says now, the Pasuk says, it will remain exactly. It always remains as is. Which means, you're right, now you have two things that are Kodesh. The money plus the fruit of Shemitah. And the Gemara gives an example. You went, you took the fruit of Shemitah and you bought with it Basar. You bought meat. Both have to be destroyed in the Shemitah, which means there's the laws of Bi'ud. After a certain time, you have to get rid of the fruit. That meat also is subject to those of Bi'ud. You also have to get rid of it by a certain time. Now, let's say you went further. You sold the meat and you bought fish. Well, the Kiddushah is going to go off the Basar. The Kiddushah is going to go onto the fish. Now you sold the fish and you bought wine. Now the Dagim will become Hulid and the Kiddushah goes on the Yayin. You sold the wine and you bought oil. What's the rule basically? What's the rule over here? Always the last item that you purchased, that's where the Kiddushah is going to. A hit. However, ufri atzmo asur. But the peri itself always remains asur. Now, who is this brighter going? Like this must be going to be lazar, because it's only talking about purchasing, right? Lakah. You went. You purchased the uh, meat. You purchased. According to the bi'alazar, the only way you can transfer the kedushah the shivri to the money is what through purchase. Yeah. So then, that brighter is a support to the bi'alazar. Now we learned two other things on this brighter. We also learned that what. We learned that the perot of Shivit remain Kodesh. That's one thing we learned. That they can never take the perot of Shivit's Kedushah off of it. And the second thing you learn is that as you sell the item, the Kedushah keeps on transferring to the last item. Now we uh, bring the proof. The Gemara is going to speak out the proof. Midiketani lakah, lakah. The fact that the blind that keeps on saying, you bought meat, and then you with the meat, you bought, watch, always using the word bought, alma derech mikahin, implying that only through purchasing, yes, derech ilud, no, but just by a regular transfer, no. Now we bring a blind that to support, 
Rabbi Yohanan Tani Kebateh Rabbi Yohanan Brighter support the opinion of Rabbi Yohanan Okay Ehad Shemi'it Ve'ehad Ma'asir Sheni Whether it's the fruit of Shemitah Or the uh, foods of Ma'asir Sheni Mithalilin al behema Haya Ba'of You're allowed to transfer the Kedushah to animals or uh, birds, poultry, bin hayin, bin shihutin. Whether the animals are alive or whether the animals were slaughtered, you can transfer the kedusha. Devreh, Rabbi Meir, vachabimorim al shihutin mitchalelin. Now you can only transfer the kedusha on animals that were slaughtered. Al hayin el mitchalelin. Gezera shema yigadel ben adarin. We're concerned that if you're going to transfer the kedusha, for example, maaser sheni. Onto live animals, we're worried. You're going to say, you know what? These animals are still alive. Let me put them in my herd. Let me produce more. Now, once they have the kiddushah ba'asir sheni on them, you can't use them anymore for personal uh, use anymore to produce more animals. So, therefore, the rabbis made a gezera. You can only transfer kiddushah ba'asir or shviyit on animals that were slaughtered already, because then already you have no choice. You have to eat them. But you're not going to be able to put them on live animals. What do you see from over here? That here you're not selling anything. You're just transferring the Kiddushah from the Perot of Shibya Ito Masishini to a, an animal. So what do you see from here? That you don't need necessarily a sale. Which means even by a regular transfer the Kiddushah will go. So you see a bright and the support of Rabbi Yohanan. Okay? Look at Rashi. Last Rashi on the Daf Shem Yigdal Mehem. We're worried that you might leave them to 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 to, 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 to you know produce uh, offspring. Yishem it's not the gadel veladot, right? To produce offspring. When Hashem Hashem Maserotam, you're gonna end up leaving your maaser by you. Now what's the problem with leaving maaser by you? That Torah Amra Shana Shana Ve'Achalta. Every year you have to eat. According to the the Masrot, meaning the shari shona v'shiniya. Let's say you left your Masrot for two years. Hayab b'shlishit evan kol Masrot. You have to catch up by the third year. That's why there's a certain uh, uh, ritual v'doi ma'asid. And the third year you have to come along and, and settle up with all your obligations. Besuf shna shlishit min abay u'vadot. You have to confess. Begavish shviyot. Now, so that's the reason why we don't want you to uh, take your ma'asir and put it on a live animal. Because we're concerned that you might end up leaving it longer than you're allowed and you're going to end up uh, being, uh, making a suit. We're worried that by the shivi'it, you're going to use these animals that you put the kiddushav shivi'it on them to become rich. We know that the law of shivi'itah, you're not allowed to do business with them. You have to leave them abandoned. Which means, you have a certain amount of time you can benefit from them. But after a certain amount of time, when there's no more of those fruits in the fields, you got to get rid, rid of it. So Hamim said, I don't want you to transfer the Kedushah Shifayit to a live animal, because you're going to end up keeping it. And you're going to use it for uh, business to become rich. Torah says you can't use it to become rich. You have to actually... Uh, get rid of it after a certain time because uh, it's not for Sahura. So that's why the rabbis say you can only put it on the animals that are slaughtered. But what do you see from here? That they do allow a transfer even outside of a sale. So therefore, that's the opinion of the Bi Yohanan.